work. You know, that's good to get, ain't it? You know, you feel, it makes you feel good. When everything else is bad, just to get one little simple acknowledgement feels good. The world and the people in it will beat you down enough. You know, we don't need to beat each other down. The world's going to give plenty of that. So let us be so full of Christ that we can be a willing vessel for him to work through and give that person who is down the words that they may need to lift them up and pull them out of the pit. You know, we need to be that vessel that, you know, you may not be in that pit, but somebody close to you might be. You know, there's going to be days that you're going to be in that pit and you're going to be looking around. So we all need to be willing and uh, to just be full of Christ that we're either side of that, that we're just willing to, to lift people up. It gets lonely at the bottom. Even if it's just one other person, two still better than one. Let us lift each other up so that we may stand together united as the body of Christ and be the light that we've been called to be in this dark and painful world. Amen. Amen. Good word, brother. Y'all will see in a minute that uh, me and J.J. did not talk this morning at all. But y'all will see my main text this morning was Hebrews 10.23. Thank you, J.J. So obviously, some people here need to feel like and hear that God is faithful and, and have that, you know, drummed into our minds this morning. So, but no, good word. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank the girls for singing. Wonderful song. Um, we got stuff to do, don't we? He said, he's going. But we're still here, so we've got things to do and um, go out and do what he's told us to do. And that's what? What are we supposed to do? It's not the great suggestion that we like to call it. It's a great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, laying hands, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Um, Laying hands on the sick and they will recover. That's all we're told to do. We're going to do some of that this morning. Y'all see the baptistry set up. So, Trendon, you know, we, we said here a few weeks ago, he accepted Jesus. The Savior. So at the end of the service today, Trendon's going to get baptized this morning. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to thank everybody for helping yesterday, um, bringing food, serving the food, and, and everything that went on with uh, with Brenda Leathers, her family. I know they greatly appreciate everything that 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 went on yesterday, and we're going to still continue to lift them up in prayer. As they go on, because everybody that's lost loved ones know that, you know, the days ahead can get worse, feels like, because that grief set in, that, that loss you know is there. So if you've been through it, if you've been through it and somebody close to you, you lift them up in prayer. Lift them up, and we're going to lift Susan Wallace and her family up, because Ronald, that we've been praying for, passed away on Friday evening. And, and so we want to lift them up in prayer also. Um, but um, a couple of announcements this morning. And... So there is a list, I thought I had it up here with me, back here on that back table that says nursing home donations. We talked about this last Sunday, and I said there would be a list. So these items are inexpensive, um, and could bring some of the, get some of this, get it here first the next month if you can, and we will get it to the nursing home to where they can hand it out to the, to the residents there that a lot of them don't have anything. We talked about that, and we just want to be a blessing. To them. That's where uh, Pat and uh, Brad's at this morning. 
you know, we're so thankful we get to start that up again. JJ was there last Sunday, and uh, we get to start having church service again with them. And, and it's a good, and, you know, see, y'all hadn't seen Daddy here. Most of you know he's at Destiny Church this morning, preaching over there. That preach, Brother Jerome Ward. So y'all be praying for the Spirit of God to move over there just like he is here. I know I already have this morning. And um, so let's see. This Saturday night, 11-19, on the 19th, this Saturday, for all you teenagers, it's a movie and pizza night at 6 o'clock Saturday night, okay, for the teens. I would, this ain't for the whole children's church group. I'm sorry. I was just told this was a teenager thing. So, giants. so uh, y'all, uh, y'all can come to that and, um, and have a good time. Have a good time then. So, all right. Um, let's receive our offering. Amen? Yeah. Like I said, when we pray this morning, we want to pray for Brenda Leathers and her whole family. We pray for Susan Wallace and her family this morning. Also, um, Brother Wayne told me that Connie is not, not feeling good this morning. She needs prayer. So pray for Connie Cryer. And then uh, Jenny Jacobs texted me this morning. She had a nerve block put in. And, you know, everybody knows she's had an accident with her fingers and she deals with arthritis and all that. So she said she is, that block is not, not doing good this morning with her. But uh, we want to remember her and um, her son, Jamie, who's that's had back surgery or something on his back. He's not doing good. So pray for their total healing as we pray. All right. Well, then we'll receive our offering. Heavenly Father, again, we just love you and we praise you. Uh, this time together has already been so sweet. Our Father, we have for your spirit and your presence to be here, move on our hearts and lives, and God, we know that you're here. You said we're two or three are gathered together in your name, you're in the midst of them, and we know that we have this morning gathered in your name. We know that you're here, we know that you're willing to work and move in our lives when you and we thank you for that, Father. God, we bring these needs to you this morning. Father, we pray for Brenda Leathers and her family, God, that you continue to comfort, um, be there for them, love on them, Father, they God, that they, they, they can just see your grace and mercy and love shining through this whole situation. We thank you for it. And we pray for Susan Wallace and her family. It's the loss of Ronald, God, that you just touch and move in their lives. Holy Spirit, you just comfort them right now in the name of Jesus as they're going through this time of grief and loss. And we thank you for it. We lift up Connie Cryer to you this morning, God, that you touch her. God, be with her right now that you heal and, and move in her life. Father, these things that are going on with us, you just touch and move in her. Be with Jenny Jacobs and her son Jamie that you're touching and healing them this morning. God, bringing, bringing that help to them that they need and the pain gone, the nerve pain calm down and go right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. God, as we bring our tithes and offerings to you this morning, as you just bless. Father, you just touch each and every one here this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all come ahead. Amen. All right. Well, the children can go to children's church this morning. And there are the slew of them. Sarah brought about half the 
at the hill up there, at the mountain up there with you, didn't you? So that's good. Good. They're going to have a fun time back there. Right. <laughs> it's good to see my father-in-law and mother-in-law and mother-in-law here this morning, all of them, Danny and Nancy Moore and my and Gabby and Melanie Moore. It's good to have him here with us this morning. Um, and so the rest of you, y'all should be Hebrews 10:23. Like I said, look, what well, says I did not change that this morning. It did not change. There it is. There it is. But that was going to be my main text this morning. And coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence, especially in this situation. I believe that God wanted something to be said this morning and for His people to realize He's faithful and realize that we need to concentrate and fully trust in Him and everything that we do. So, you know, we didn't talk about it. And, you know, I, I almost got up here and said, well, we can just shut our Bibles and go home. J.J.'s done preached. And we know God's faithful and we know what we need to do. But, but I, there are some other Scriptures and... You know, um, I had started, well, the, you know, last week we started the, the series, But My God Is, and we talked about the names of God last week. And, you know, we know we can call on the names of God, and, and we, we call on God, and it, and it encompasses all the names we read about. And like I said last week, when we go to God and we start and we pray, is my microphone on? Did I turn it back on? Okay. I couldn't remember. Um when we pray Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha or Jehovah Jireh, you know, Jehovah Rapha, we said the God who heals, Jehovah Jireh, the, the God who provides. So when we pray those prayers, it just makes it, it can make it more intimate feeling. And in that time of need, when we, we go to God, hey, I, I need healing in my life. Jehovah Rapha right here with me. I need him to, to bring health and healing just like he did thousands of years ago to those. He's still doing it now. So we, we need that and we need to understand and pray those names and learn those names and, and it'll just it'll make us and help us draw deeper in our relationship with God. And, and so actually this morning, you know, I had I had typed up nearly two pages of notes. And I was I thought I was going this was Monday, Tuesday this week. And I thought I was going to, you know, talk about how jealous our God is and how, how He created us all for Himself and talk about how we serve a jealous God and go into that. And then it just, things kept happening and God kept, felt like He was speaking to me. And it said, no, no, this, this verse, Hebrews 10:23, kept coming over and over about our God being faithful. My God being faithful. My God being faithful. Because as you know, different things have happened this week. You know, we, we went yesterday and, and the live leathers yesterday. And, you know, his, his body got put in the ground. We know his spirit according to what he professed a year ago to my dad that, that he felt like he was where he was in heaven. That's what we believe. And then, you know, Ronald Wallace passing away Friday evening. I, I was fortunate enough to, to spend several days up there, different times, praying for him. Went up there Friday afternoon, had him in a room, just, you know, they, they did an MRI and they said that there was, um, you know, a different, was brain damage. And so they took him off the ventilator and cut his oxygen down and just made him comfortable. Talking to Susan, um, you know, she was, you could tell she was antsy in that room, just waiting. And I could imagine, you're, you're sitting there waiting 
on your loved one to pass away. I've never been in that situation. You know, I'm me and me and Gabby be fortunate to be married long enough. We may be, but and I believe we will be fortunate to be married that long. But you know, it's that's a hard situation. That's a tough thing to watch your loved one struggle for breath, struggle for air, and th- you, we've been praying. Like I said, a week before. And not even, yeah, we, the Saturday before, we, we took this oil and laid hands on him. And I fully believed where my faith was that he was going to rise up out of that bed. He didn't the way I wanted to see it. And we don't understand that. And so at that time, you know, we, we start to question God and his methods and his ways a lot of times because we don't understand them on this earth. Well, God, you said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You said let them come to the elders, anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith will make them whole. And we, we, we quote scriptures back to God like he ain't the one that inspired them. You ever done that? You said this. Why didn't it happen? And, and so and during that time I asked Susan, because she, she was rocking back and forth, and I could imagine just the nerves and just everything going on. And I said, you look like you want to say something. She said, I just want him to. And she had said a week prior to that, she said, I know that all healing is him not here on earth, but him in heaven. Knowing that and accepting that fact can be two different things. Knowing that in our life, what God has for us and accepting what he has for us is two different things. Because what we have and what we see for our life could be different than what he has. So I said, well, when I pray, I'm going to pray that it's And she said, that's what I want. That's right, that's how I'm going to pray. So at that point, I didn't pray for his earthly healing. I prayed for him to be healed in heaven. Right? That's all we can do at that time. And and we know that ultimate healing is us in heaven with Jesus if he's Lord of our life. So we, we knew where Ronald was at. We knew that his time on this earth had come to an end. And which it all is. The Bible plainly says it is appointed under man wants to die. Right? So we're all going to be there. Death rate, you cannot get past it. It's always 100%. That's just all there is. And so we're here. We've got stuff to do, just like we heard the song, The Great Commission. You know, and, and we've got things to do and things that we know we need to do in our life and what we're supposed to be working toward. But when it comes down to that time, our problem is, as humans, we don't want to let people go because we don't want to hurt. We don't want pain. And then during those times of pain and struggle, we tend to forget how faithful our God is. Been through us when we times were good, right? We know He's there, and He's there when times are bad. If we don't watch it in our spoilt mind and get those things because we want it now, and just like JJ read earlier in Hebrews. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Our God is faithful. Our God is the one that said, hey, I did all this. We look back through the start of creation. God was faithful, right? The start of time. And every time He brings into something, He brings them out of it. I'm going to skip ahead just a couple because I just feel like I want to read this verse real quick. Back in Isaiah chapter 43, Cole. It's down there a little ways. Isaiah 43 and verse 1. 
This is spoken to the children of Israel by the prophet Isaiah thousands of years ago. He said, But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, or thus says the Lord, who created you, O people now, you in here still created each and every one of us just like He did then. He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by mine. He's called us by name. There's nobody that came to Jesus that He didn't say, hey, right here, now's your time, you come to me. Come to me. I want to save your life. I want to be Lord of your life. And He's calling to others, but others are not listening to Him. Others are not listening to the call yet. They haven't, haven't heeded what, what they need to, but He's calling all of us because He's created us, you're mine. He says, when you pass through the waters, with you, through the waters. Our mindset a lot of times in, in, our, in our great nation that we live in, me and Bradley talked about this the other night, because we live in such a spoilt society. We have first world problems left and right. We have heat we come into. We have warm clothes to wear. We talk about and grumble how hot it is outside. And two days later, it's freezing cold outside. So we grumble about that. Oh, it's freezing. But we always have somewhere cool and somewhere hot. I don't know of a person in here that does not have heating and cooling in their house. There's probably not many people in here that have to drive. Right? So, so we have no excuse to grumble and complain. But we want, and we've talked about it a lot, our microwave society, we want to pop that in, hit a minute on there, and get mad because it takes a minute. Right? You ever go to work and take something frozen to work, and you forget to thaw it out so you warm it up in the microwave, and it takes like three and a half minutes, and a couple of people behind waiting, you're supposed to cook at it home. Nice. They want it now. We don't want to wait in line. We don't want to do any of that. We want it now. So we want God to rescue us now. We'd want Him to lift us up out of the waters and out of the fire. But He didn't say that, did He? He doesn't say He's taking us out of the problems. He doesn't say He's removing every obstacle so we can walk easy through this life. He doesn't say that. Just because we trust in Him, we should have it easy for the rest of our life. He says... I called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall walk through the fire. Through the fire. You're going to walk through fire. Fire what? We talk about a lot. Fire refines, doesn't it? Fire in any metal, when they put it in, it refines that metal. Makes it precious when it comes out on the other side. The hotter the fire, the better the metal, correct? Am I, am I wrong on that? Anybody, anybody metal in here? But to form anything out of metal, they have to first get it hot, don't they? Form anything. So when you're going through fire and through problems, just as these this week have lost that loved one, they're going through pain this morning. And those in here that have lost loved ones know the pain that they're going through and can sympathize with them. You know everything that all the emotions they're feeling, all the grief, all the anger, all the all the thoughts, everything that they're going through. You know that this morning because you've been there. But he said, I will not leave you. He said, through the fire you won't be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. So we need to quit praying that God takes us out of everything. Maybe God's trying to show you something through those things that you trust in Him more. And, and again, I'm going to point this, I'm going to make this clear. God is not putting you in things so bad things can happen in your life. He will not ever. 
He'll allow things to happen because a lot of times it's the choices that you've made to allow yourself to get there. And and decisions and places you have put yourself that make it hard. And God's like, I'm trying to show you a way out. I'm trying to do things in your life to where you can look to me, but you keep going this way and putting yourself in these situations. And just like America today, America may have been founded on God's Word, but we've been so sinful in this nation, God's like, what do you want me to do? You won't look to me. My own church don't look to me. To save the whole country? He wants us. we got to start looking to Him. we got to start trusting in Him. We have to start believing in Him, no matter how hard it may be, and realize that God's faithful through it all. Because just the same as He said here thousands of years ago to these children of Israel. Because now, in Jesus, in Christ, He come and died for us. He loves us just the same. You know, we read in the Old Testament how much He loved the children of Israel. He loves us more. He sent Jesus to die for us. He didn't have that back then. They didn't have that. They didn't have the hope and the promise. They had, they had God. They couldn't go. We're going to read about it in a minute. They couldn't go into the Holy of Holies. They couldn't come into a time of worship this morning and, and fully give themselves and come into the true presence of God by themselves. They couldn't do it. They had to go to a man. And a man had to go in. We're going to talk about that more in just a minute. But you go through the fire, you won't be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So He's our Savior. So whatever you're going through this morning, remember God's faithful. He, if He brought you to this point, He's going to bring you through that. If, he, if, he, if, if there's things going on in your life and you say, well, I can't see God through it, maybe you need to stop and look up. Maybe you need to open the Word of God. Maybe you need to hit your knees and find God in that situation. And let Him bring you out of it. And stop trying to make it to where you come out of it, the way you want to, to where you want things to happen, you want things to go. God's ways are not always. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We don't understand them. We don't know what's happening. We don't know when's going to happen. But we know that if we continue to trust in God, it will. Y'all here this morning? Y'all listening? Am I making sense? All right. So let's go back. Go back to Hebrews chapter 10. I want to go back up to verse 19 in Hebrews chapter 10. Because now, if you're in relationship with Jesus, you're in right standing with Him. He said, you're righteous. How do we do that? We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's how we become righteous. Whether you feel righteous today, whether you feel good enough or holy enough, if, you've ever, if you in your life have committed your life to Jesus, and said, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. Then you're in right standing with Him. We may walk away, but I've said before, He don't look at us for our sin. He looks at us for who, what He done for us. And you, you still have to pray and ask forgiveness. You still have to do those things and draw yourself near. Draw yourself unto God by asking and removing those things out of, out of your life. I asked this morning, God, remove anything out of my life that would keep me from listening and, and, and doing what you have me to do today. I don't want none of these thoughts to be alone. I want, I, want, I want everything that I preach up here and everything that I say and everywhere I go in my life to be God-led. Does it always look like that? No. Why?
없나요? 응. Hey, we better now? Is that better? Can you hear me? You can still hear me? If Bill can hear me, that's good. <laughs> right, he's in the back of the church and can hear me without a microphone. So good job. See, Kathleen, he does not need hearing aids. See? <laughs> Amen. Where did we get to? Not now. Anybody remember where we was at? Hebrews 4, 16. Come boldly for the throne of grace. That, that we may obtain help and mercy and find grace in the time of need. Do you all know what mercy means? You know what mercy? Showing compassion, right? Jesus showed us compassion because we didn't deserve any of this. We all deserved death. We all deserved for Jesus not to come, for Jesus not to be here, for Jesus not to be our high priest. That's what we deserved. We didn't deserve for Him to die on the cross, live the life that He did, get beat, scorned, whatever, all that stuff, and die on the cross and and save us from our sins. We didn't deserve that. That's where we get into our sports society of mind today. Because He's done that. Because that He was faithful to His Word. He was faithful to what He said in Isaiah and through all the prophets and then coming true and in, in, in the New Testament, he was faithful for all of that, through all of that. And then now, like I said earlier, in our sport society that we live in, and our sport mind, and everything that goes on, and we got everything that we need. Like I said last week or so, Christmas is coming up. And we, Gabby, we had put Christmas presents in this box. And Tanner, you know... I don't know. We couldn't fit all of them in a box. There's one about this tall. And that's just, he ain't doing nothing with it. I don't even know. I'm just going to give him the box to open, I guess. Ain't no point in wrapping it. But she's like, you know, you put all those presents in that box the other day. I found two more for Tanner. I was like, good grief. And I'm sure we'll get him more. Because he's full. He was crying the other night. This is funny. They come home from, from Hartzell, Gabby, and Ariana, and Tanner. And he come in the house just bawling. He had got toys that day from us. From Walmart, he got toys from Melanie, from her house, like four monster trucks. But he come in crying because he was at Tractor Supply and couldn't get a blue truck. I said, boy, I said, you were spoilt. You were spoilt. But that's what we do, right? We as adults still do the same thing. We've got all this stuff, and we cry because we, we ain't got this one thing that we want. So we go to Jesus, and he's blessed us with all this stuff. This is the month of Thanksgiving, right? How many seen on Facebook that somebody's on day... 13 of being thankful, right? They'll post on there. Some some will post, well, I missed the last two days, so I'm going to make up. And and I, I saw one post that said, I'm glad for Thanksgiving or, or November because at least these days most people, instead of griping all over Facebook, will spend a few days being thankful for something. till end of November, then December 1st will come and they'll start griping again. They'll start putting all this other crap on there. So we got to show that we're thankful. But we should. We should be thankful. But we wait until certain times to do it. We wait until thanking God for His faithfulness, you know, until this time. You know, I could ask you what you're thankful for and 
all this stuff right now, because we're in church trying to bunch of other believers, it'll be, you know, you'll come up with a spiritual answer and you'll be great and you'll feel good. But if I ask you that when you're going through stuff, when you're not here, and it's just us talking, could you say the same thing? Because it's cliche just to say it here, right? It's just, oh my goodness, I thank God for His Son, for Jesus dying for me, for all my blessings. And we thank God for all that right now because it's easy to do. Because we're in this kind of way. But is it, is, are you going to be the same way in thanking God for His faithfulness when your spouse is dying? When your children are running amok? And doing different things. When the bills are due and you don't know when you're going to pay, how you're going to pay them. When, when, when the doctor says, hey, this is going on in your life and this health issue and this is what the, the scan shows, are you going to fall apart or are you going to thank God for His faithfulness? That's where we got to be in our life. Here is great. And here's where we need to start, right here in church because it's easy. But carry it out and do those things outside of here. So grace, to obtain, to obtain mercy and find grace. Grace, in the simplest form, is getting what we do not deserve. Right? Or not getting what we deserve. So we, we didn't deserve any of this, as I said. We didn't deserve Jesus to come, but because He did, because He's faithful, we have mercy and grace. And we can go to God's throne at any time, any point, any place. It doesn't have to be here in church on Sunday mornings. Just like Trendon, when he asked him, you know, and Trendon's in his young and, and innocent heart, you know, still the church today, the modern church is is, well, we can't get saved anywhere. We've got to get saved at church. And that's what Trendon asked. And it was innocent on his part. I'm not faulting him at all. That was just innocent. He said, I, I thought I had to wait till Sunday to get saved. We don't. We don't. But a lot. it's not just him. Adults think the same thing. That they have to wait until they get to church and talk to a pastor or a preacher or somebody like that or in a revival service to give their life to Christ. No, you can be sitting at home by yourself, pick up the Word of God and say, God, forgive me my sins, come into my life, be Lord of my life, and guess what? You're saved. Now, we need to go and proclaim that and live that life and live what He's told us to do because of His faithfulness to us each and every day. Not live the spoiled life like, like most people do in the church right now. And I'm guilty of it myself. I don't want to go through problems. I don't want to go through bad things in my life. You know, I've been fortunate. Both my parents are still alive. I haven't, you know, lost a child. I haven't done any of those. None of those things have happened in my life. And it's, so it's easy right now, I promise, for me to say that. Easy. Haven't had none of those things happen. I believe, and I'm working on my faith now, when those things do, when tragedy does strike, and I'm not going to say if, because we live in a fallen creation and bad things happen every day, I don't know what's going to happen when we leave here. But I pray that God pulls me through and helps through anything that comes along in my life. That way, when I go to pray for somebody in those rooms like that, when I speak to somebody, because I told Susan, look, it's not my spouse laying there with a ventilator in it. Okay, I can tell you I can speak all kinds of scripture to you. I can say all these things to you because it's not happening to me. We need to be to a point when it happens to us, we can still go to the scripture. We can still go to the word of God. We can still say the things that we're saying now. And the only way we're going to do that is to exercise our faith and know that our God is faithful. I want to read just a few more scriptures. I got your text, babe. You said you lost sound. We're good now. <laughs> I'll pay for that one later, I'm sure. 
So in the book of Psalms, we all know David and what he went through, all the problems that he went through, and a lot of them, some of them were self-inflicted issues that he had. Others were just things where, like we know King Saul hated him and wanted to kill him all the time because he knew, Saul knew David was the chosen one, the chosen king for Israel, and he wanted to kill him. But in Psalms chapter 30 and verse 1, he said, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up. You have not let my foes rejoice over me, O Lord my God. I cried to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. He says, sing praises to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. I like this last verse, verse 5. For His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's His faithfulness to us. That's His promise. That's not just David writing words down. David knew who Jesus, who God was and knew that he could go to God. And you say, God's anger. God's not angry at me. We serve a God that was the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? We haven't seen God's wrath in this point, in, at this time in our life. Some of us will. If we stay here long enough, we're going to see things happen. And, and when that end time comes, it's not going to be pretty. God's not going to be, you know, just painting butterflies and roses and all this kind of stuff. Bad things are going to happen. Battle of Armageddon is not going to be good. Okay, I'm not saying we're going to be here for it. And I pray that you're not. And we'll be in heaven with Him. But, you know, there will be some wrath of God poured out on this world. There will be. But he said it lasts for a moment. His favor, His favor is for life. His favor for us, toward us, is for life. We got saved, we asked Jesus into our heart, it didn't, and then we mess up the next day, it, His favor for us didn't stop. He wants us because He's faithful to that. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Went to bed last night, it was dark, wasn't it? What happened this morning? Sun come up, didn't it? Sun come up again this morning, just like it did yesterday. Things may be different than it was a day ago, but the sun still come up. When Alabama finally lost. You know, the sun still come up, didn't it? But, and I, I joke with that, people. People say, I saw that posted. Well, the sun still come up today. Well, yeah, it did. It's just a football game. But I'll say this, War Eagle anyway. Ain't that what y'all say? Ink, let's get back on the Word of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Let me read this verse right here. This whole, this whole chapter 8, I could spend time and read it, but we're not. He said, verse 8 and verse 31. Chapter 8 and verse 31. What if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? It doesn't matter what people say, what people do, who says what on Facebook, who's your friend, who's not, who's this or that. It says, if God is for us, then who can be against us? So if we're God's elect, right, we're God's children, then it doesn't matter. If, if this is happening or that's happening or, or problems in our life, it doesn't matter. God is for us. It does. Satan could be against us and he's going to be against us every day. But God's for us. So he can be against us. We have the power. Of in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us, Listen, this may be where you're at today. I don't know. I don't know where your heart is, what's going on in your life. But listen to these next few words. 
You are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed, right? You're still here. You're still breathing. You still have the opportunity to give those things to God and not let them bother you every day. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You may feel that way. You may feel that way today or in the morning. You get up, you're struck down. You don't know where you're going to go or what you're going to do. You're still breathing. You still have the opportunity to give it to Him and let Him handle it in your life. He says, always caring about in the body the dying of our Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Paul knew these things. He went through them all. You can read through the whole account of Paul and his different books and know and read about these things that he went through much more than we'll, we've ever seen in our lifetime. In, first, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in 16 through 18, so in the same chapter, just a few verses down, he tells them again, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. What's happened since man's sin? Outward man's going to perish. We're going to perish and we're going to leave this world. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. How do we renew our inward man? The Word of God, right? Our relationship with Him. That's how we renew it. That's how we stay, we stay renewed and built up for these things that's going to come out in the outward part of our life. For our light affliction, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. That's hard for us to do. It's, e- it's, 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 it's easy for us to look at what a doctor shows us or what's going on right now in front of us. It's easy. That's what that's natural. But we don't look into the supernatural when we can see past that because we see that God's working, God's moving. We don't know how. We don't know when or where or what's going on. But we can know that God's working and moving in our life. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. God's Word... God's always going to be faithful to His Word. Say it again. We say it a lot. He, has never, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, right? I'm with you to the end of the world. He's with us. He's with us today. He was with you yesterday. He's with us whether you called on Him where you're going through that or not. He's still right there. He's waiting. He wants to lead you through those things. He wants to help you through those things. But he's, it, we want a lot of times God to just step in and take over. The world we live in today... God's not stepping in and taking over unless we give it to Him. Okay? God's not ever forced Himself on anybody and He's not going to start now. We have to make up our minds and determine in ourselves to, to give those things to God and look to Him no matter what. Because He's the only hope in our life. He's the only hope in this world. He's the only hope through whatever's going on in your life. So He's faithful. We serve a faithful God. Do not forget our God is faithful. What He's promised in the past, He says He does it now. Okay, don't don't worry about how and when or why or what's going on. Just know that God's faithful to what he said and he's going to do what he's promised when we look to him and give it to him. All right. Not wavering or doubting. None of that. None of that. Y'all stand this morning. If you're here this morning and you've standing on the edge of. I want to give my life to Christ. Do I not? Do I want to ask Him to be to be Lord of my life? Because a lot of times when we do that, we the first thought that comes into our mind, and it's just all thoughts of Satan. Well, I'll have to stop doing this. I've got to stop doing this. I'll have to stop this. I can't do this anymore. And we need to get those thoughts out because our main goal needs to be: I want to be in heaven when I leave this world. I want to know that Jesus. 
Lord of my life. I want to know these things. And, and so, if you're here this morning, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. I said it Sunday, I'll say it again today. Today is the day of salvation. Why wait any longer? Today is that day. So we'll come and we'll pray and ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. If you're here and, and you've, um, you've walked away and you know that you need to come back, give your life back to Jesus as then we're going we want to pray with you this morning over that. So during this time the music plays, y'all y'all search your hearts, ask God to search and move in your life this morning.